Before we dive into today's episode, I want to introduce you to The Cobble Group, which is our sponsor here at the Commercial Real Estate Investor Podcast. You know, one of the most frustrating parts of being a commercial real estate investor can be finding and leasing your next deal. And that's exactly why you need a brokerage partner like The Cobble Group. The Cobble Group is a commercial real estate brokerage based in Tennessee, helping buyers, sellers, and landlords navigate the world of buying, selling, and leasing commercial properties. Whether you're interested in office, retail, industrial, or some specialty type of commercial, the Cobble Group has you covered. While the firm largely focuses within the state of Tennessee, they've worked on projects from new construction development in Kentucky, all the way to single-tenant net lease investments in Texas, and can likely help you with your next investment project. Check out their website at thecobblegroup.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-U-B-L-E group.com. Or reach out directly to the office by email at office at thecobblegroup.com. Now, let's get into today's show. This week's episode, originally aired on our YouTube channel, which you can just find by searching for my name, Tyler Cobble, on YouTube. So if any references don't quite make sense, feel free to check out the show notes for a link to the original video. Here we go. Welcome to the Tax Plan Summit. My name is Tyler Cobble. I'm a commercial real estate investor and developer based in Nashville, Tennessee. And today I'm going to talk about Biden's proposed tax plan and how that may impact real estate investing. Now, we're going to do a broad overview of Biden's tax plan, which is comprised of three parts. The American Rescue Plan, which has been enacted. The American Families Plan, which is proposed. And the American Jobs Plan, which is also proposed. So let's dive into the American Rescue Plan first. The American Rescue Plan is intended to provide cash payments to individuals and amendments to tax law for the benefit of low-income families and individuals. It will provide a 2021 child tax credit of $3,600 per child under six years old and a $3,000 credit for children aged six to 17. A 2021 child and dependent care tax credit, which increases the max to $4,000 for one and $8,000 for two children or dependents. A 2021 earned income credit, EIC, which allows workers under 25 to qualify for these tax credits in 2021 and allows individuals 19 and older to apply credit to more earned income and higher phase-out level, while also limiting the max eligible age. Now, it also reduces premiums for the Affordable Care Act health insurance coverage through premium tax credits for two years. Let's dive into the American Families Plan, which again is proposed. Now, this plan is intended to increase the tax on wealthy individuals, which is expected to provide $1.8 trillion in investments and tax credits. Now, here are the goals. To provide children with four years of free education, two years of pre-K, and two years of community college. Support for paid family and medical leave, nutrition programs, and expanded childcare. Extending credits and benefits set forth in the American Rescue Plan. Increase IRS funding. Assist colleges and universities serving minority groups. Avoid increasing taxes on individuals with annual incomes below $400,000. Now here are some of the initiatives that they'll be taking in order to reach those goals. The top income tax rate is proposed to increase from the present 37% to 39.6%. Now the White House reports that this increase will only affect the top 1% of taxpayers. The capital gains tax rate would increase from 23.8%. The White House reports that only taxpayers with incomes greater than a million dollars annually would be subject to the capital gains tax increase. It is not yet clear whether this $1 million threshold applies per return or per taxpayer. And impact may vary based on state. Biden's administration reports that this will affect approximately 0.3% of taxpayers 
or around 500,000 households. Maintain the net investment income surtax of 3.8% imposed on high income taxpayers. Extend the benefits of the American Rescue Plan by making these benefits permanent. Repeal the step up in basis rules that allow families to pass property down from one generation to the next without paying tax on the increase in property value over time. Family-owned farms passed down to family members who operate the property will be protected with respect to this change. Gains will not be taxed when appreciated property is contributed to a charity. Now, that's also interesting to note that those who are inheriting the property will have to operate the farm in order to not be taxed. It closes the carried interest loophole that partners employed by private equity and hedge funds and other investment partnerships that allows them to receive their partnership interests tax-free and to pay only capital gains tax when they dispose of their interests, thus not paying ordinary income tax rates. It will also limit the tax break for 1031 like-kind exchanges, allowing real estate investors to defer capital gains taxation when they exchange real property and replace with similar property within a specified time period. Now, this deferral would also end for capital gains above $500,000. There will also be a 3.8% Medicare tax on earnings, which would be revised to consistently apply to taxpayers making more than $400,000 annually and a reinstated NOL carryback period. Now, let's dive into the goals and initiatives for the American Jobs Plan. This proposal was intended to increase income taxes on corporate profits to fund infrastructural improvements, which is estimated to bring in an additional $2.3 trillion. The goals are to incentivize job creation and investment in the United States, stop corporate profit shifting to tax havens outside of the country, ensure large corporations pay their share of tax, prevent businesses from escaping tax through tax planning, end preferences for the fossil fuel industry, repeal incentives for offshoring jobs, and strengthen corporate tax enforcement. Now, here are the initiatives that they plan to take in order to reach those goals. They will institute minimum taxes on book income and profits of multinational corporations. Biden proposes a 15% minimum tax on book income. It will end the preferential tax rate for half of the 21% domestic rate on the remainder of foreign profits, effectively levying a minimum tax of 21% on multinational corporations' income on a country-by-country -country basis to ensure tax havens are taxed. It aims to eliminate deductions for expenses of offshoring jobs, grant tax credits for onshoring expenses, and increase corporate income tax rates from 21% to 28%. Okay, so now that you know what is being proposed by the Biden tax plan, let's discuss the effects on the real estate market. Up first, the capital gains tax rate increase from 20% to the regular income rate of 39.6% for individuals making more than $1 million a year. Of course, it's going to reduce the return on your investments. This increase would potentially reduce returns on real estate investments, but it would also reduce returns on all manner of investments, including the sale of stocks, bonds, and other investment assets. Any hit to your real estate investment portfolio would not be ideal, but could be proportionate. Now, here's a tax planning option. You could defer capital gains by reinvesting those gains into a Qualified Opportunity Fund, or QOF, until about 2026. Carried interest taxed at 39.6%. Currently, carried interest is considered a return on investment, so it is taxed at the 20% capital gains rate rather than the 37% regular income tax rate for those who make over a million dollars. If Congress approves Biden's proposal, carried interest would be taxed at a regular income tax rate, which would be 39.6% for those earning more than a million dollars a year. As a result, 
Fund managers may need to find new ways to structure fees and to allocate the increased cost due to the change in carried interest classification. However, if Biden manages to raise the long-term capital gains tax to 39% for all investors, the carried interest change is actually canceled out anyway. It is unclear if this proposal would eliminate the current exclusion from the three-year holding period rule that applies to certain real estate funds. It would also eliminate the use of 1031 exchanges on transactions with profits exceeding $500,000. According to the National Association of Realtors, from 2016 to 2019, 12% of real estate sales were part of a 1031 exchange. 84% of 1031 exchanges involved smaller investors in sole proprietorships, which is approximately 47%, or an S corporation, approximately 37%. So that could have a massive impact, not on the big hedge fund and private equity firms, but on your everyday real estate investors. The major impact of capping or altogether eliminating the 1031 exchange is that the program incentivizes investors to invest more in commercial real estate. You're going to 1031 exchange out of one property and into another. It's been a tool for decades that helps both sophisticated investors and newer investors build their wealth by rolling it into the next property. A rollback of the 1031 exchange is likely to cause capital to race out of the system. It almost eliminates commercial real estate as a viable investment vehicle, and it would certainly reduce the number of transactions that occur every year. Local jurisdictions would lose the revenue from the taxes that investors pay on their rental income. This could have an impact on an already struggling commercial real estate sector because it will be a disincentive for investors to purchase bigger buildings. Now, let's give an example of how that could look. Let's say that you purchased a property years ago for $200,000 and you decide to sell it for $500,000. You would then be taxed on that $300,000 gain in property value. Under the current rules, when utilizing a section 1031, if you purchased that same property for $200,000 and sold it for $500,000, that $300,000 that you made would be deferred into the next property, meaning the taxes due are not necessarily forgiven, but they are certainly postponed until the sale of the new property, in which case you could 1031 exchange again. If 1031 exchanges are eliminated for certain taxpayers, you will start paying capital gains tax at the time of sale and have less money in your pocket to reinvest into the replacement property. Now, let's give an example of that. Without the 1031 exchange option, let's say you buy a property for $5 million and sell it for $15 million. You no longer have $15 million to reinvest. Instead, you'll be paying nearly 40% in federal taxes plus other taxes that could add up to about 50% of the gains from the sale. That would leave you with only about $10 million to reinvest. Here's another example of how this could play out. Let's say that you have a $2 million commercial real estate investment and you want to sell it after seven years when it is then valued at $5 million. You would realize a $3 million capital gain. That entire capital gain could be invested into your next property using a 1031 exchange, but without the 1031 exchange option, you will likely pay the current 15% federal capital gains tax, a state income tax, which for example, in California would be 13%, plus the passive investment tax of 3.8% for a total of 31.8% or $954,000. If the 1031 exchange is capped at a $500,000 profit, you would then be paying taxes on $2.5 million of the profit or $795,000 at the above tax rate. Also, the taxes could be significantly higher if the capital gains tax rate is increased. 
This could also have a potential downward adjustment in property prices. Eliminating this provision would likely lead to a downward adjustment in property prices and investors may hold on to properties for longer as a result. Think about it, if you are now having to pay 40% taxes and you're no longer able to take advantage of a 1031 exchange, why would you sell your property? It's going to make you more money just to hold on to that property and let it cash flow than it would be to just sell it and reinvest into a new property. Residential real estate markets will also be impacted. Slightly more than half of the properties involved in 1031 exchanges are residential properties, including single family rental homes, apartment buildings, and condominium units. Now, there's likely to be a rush to sell properties followed by a drop in sales, which we have seen left and right this year. Most commercial real estate brokerages that I have spoken with are having record years because most of their clients are trying to sell their properties in 1031 exchange now so that they don't have to deal with the potential 1031 rollback or capital gains taxes later. If Congress moves to severely limit 1031 exchanges, experts say there is likely to be an initial rush to sell properties held in 1031 before the change takes effect, just like we're seeing now. That will probably be followed by a drop in the number of property sales transactions and less liquidity in the market. So if you're a commercial real estate broker or maybe even a residential real estate broker, expect to see far fewer investment transactions if this should take place. There is also likely to be an increase in rents. The proposed changes may also trickle down to small businesses renting property. 68% of those surveyed by the Realtors Association expect rent increases if 1031 exchange repeals occur. Landlords may try to recoup losses or extra taxes by charging more rent. We've seen that time and time again as any taxes go up or utilities go up, landlords typically just pass those expenses on to the tenants. Now let's talk about a big one it would eliminate the bonus depreciation rule. The Biden plan would eliminate bonus depreciation for commercial property implemented under the TCJA, which defines internal improvements on commercial property as qualified improvements. And it would reduce the depreciation life of qualified improvements to 15 years from 30 years and allow qualified improvements to have a first year bonus depreciation of 100%. Biden's proposal would revert the depreciation lives to 25 years for residential property and 39 years for commercial property. It's also going to have a massive impact on the step-up basis. So here's a brief overview of that change. Under current tax law, the cost basis of an inherited asset will generally be adjusted, stepped up or down, to fair market value as of the date of death. No taxes are due until that asset is sold. This can significantly mitigate capital gains tax exposure upon disposition of an inherited asset. Under Biden's proposal, tax on the unrealized gain would be due upon transfer by gift or death. The donor would realize an amount of gain equal to the excess of the asset's fair market value on the date of the gift over the donor's basis in the asset. The decedent would realize an amount of gain equal to the excess of the asset's fair market value on the decedent's date of death over the decedent's basis in the asset. This proposal implies that assets passed down from the prior owner at death triggers a recognition event and that the gain would be taxable income to the decedent on the federal gift or estate tax return or on a separate capital gains tax return. Now let's think about that for a second and the impact that that could have on commercial real estate. If you inherit a property from your family and don't necessarily have enough income to cover the taxes, you're likely going to have to sell that property in order to cover the step-up basis, which means not only would you be paying a massive amount in taxes on a commercial property that you just inherited, but you could also potentially be losing a family heirloom. You know, what if that was your grandfather's construction office, or what if that was your family farm? Now, there are some exemptions for family farms, but the point stands true. 
The proposal would allow for a $1 million per person exclusion from recognition of unrealized gains on assets transferred by gift or held at death, or $2 million per married couple. So for example, a property purchased at a million dollars was worth $10 million at the time of inheritance. Under the change, the estate would have to pay capital gains tax on the $9 million gain. So it's very apparent that Biden's tax plan does have some benefits for the majority of Americans, but for real estate investors as a whole, it could have a very detrimental impact on investors. If you have any questions on how Biden's proposed tax plan might impact you and your specific situation, you're more than welcome to reach out to me on Instagram at commercial in Nashville, which we'll leave right here for you. And please go to tylercobble.com resources for a capital gains tax calculator, which you can use to determine how this might impact the sale of your property.